Welcome to the Success is Subjective podcast series brought to you by ParentTrainers.com presented by Lily Consulting. I'm your host, Joanna Lilly. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Gail Corinne. Gail is the youngest of eight children. Her siblings are all significantly older than she is, as her mother was actually 44 years old when she was born. When she was eight years old, her parents bought their first home in Rhode Island. They paid $10,000 for it, and her father paid it off in 10 years using rolled quarters that he had saved. That's a pretty snazzy story. Now, growing up, Gail fantasized about having a career and traveling. In her high school yearbook, she even wrote that she wanted to be a child psychologist. But it wasn't until 2008 that Gail was introduced to the world of educational consultants. And as you can imagine, she was immediately enthralled. At that time, she worked in a residential treatment center as the director of marketing and admissions. In fact, in one year, she increased referrals by 30%. However, she continued to be intrigued by the idea of becoming an educational consultant. So Gail has been living in Arizona since 2009, which is quite the adjustment from New England winters. She was offered a position there as the VP of Organizational Development in a private day school for students with significant cognitive and physical disabilities. She did that for two years, and then in 2012, Nancy Masland offered Gail a position in her educational consulting practice. Nancy had told Gail that she was planning to retire and asked if Gail could take over her practice. So presently, Gail has a private practice working as an educational and therapeutic placement consultant and absolutely loves her work. She lives with her husband, her German shepherd named Brady, after, of course, the famous New England Patriots quarterback, and a black cat named Olive. Gail's story is filled with perseverance and determination. She credits her parents especially her mother and her college advisor, Dr. Karen Schroeder, for helping her navigate early adulthood as a single parent. But let's not wait any further. Here's Gail. All right, Gail, thanks for joining me on the podcast. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Let's go ahead and just jump in. Why don't you tell the listeners what was your childhood expectation around post-secondary education? And it might actually even be beneficial for our listeners to hear, where did you grow up? Okay, well, I grew up in Rhode Island, and as far as your question is concerned, Joanna, there were no expectations regarding education. Um, I'm the youngest of eight children. I am the first to graduate from high school, let alone college. Um, I went straight to college after graduating from high school. I just... um, I just didn't want to follow. I, I, I had a different path. I was passionate about um, kids and psychology. And so um, it was an exciting uh, time to actually go to college. So I went to the University of Rhode Island. I didn't go too far. And, you know, I, just a little bit about my, my background and my family. I, I come from a very hardworking family. Um, my grandparents immigrated from Canada to work in the factories in Rhode Island. That is when all of the clothing factories were still in the United States and they were in my hometown in Rhode Island. And um, they, they immigrated from Canada to work in those factories. And um, my family was big. They were hard workers, as I said, and um, they were all about providing for their families, putting a roof over our heads, um, having a warm bed to sleep in. And um, that, 
they just didn't really know anything else. You know, generationally, they worked on farms and fields. Wow, that's that's impressive. I'm I'm curious, how, what was their reaction when you were like, "Hey, I'm I'm going to go to college." Oh, they were proud of me. I mean, they were they were proud that I was. You know, I played volleyball in high school. I was very active and. When I wanted to go to college, I, I can remember like it was yesterday, and it was a long time ago, um, my mother giving me the, uh, the, the envelope with the acceptance letter to the University of Rhode Island, and I didn't really want to go anywhere else. I, I, if you know very much about New England, uh, we tend not to stray far from, from the homeland. <laughs> that is so true. Um, so then why don't you tell our listeners, how was your college experience? How was the University of Rhode Island? So it was back in those days, it was the party school, actually the, um, I think Playboy magazine voted it the largest, best party school in the United States at that time. And so freshman year was tough because it was the first time I lived away from my family and friends. Um, I was not really cultured. I had never traveled in my life. I really didn't know anyone outside of Rhode Island. And I was really afraid to meet new people. Um, it was it was. It was hard to make friends, I'd say, that first semester. Um, as I said, it was a big party school, and I partied a lot. My GPA in my freshman year was 1.7. So there were many, many distractions. Uh, there were fun distractions at the time. And attending classes and being a serious student was, unfortunately, not my priority. <laughs> That's, but I feel like that story is, you know, that is the learning curve, going to college and, you know, having that exposure especially when you said you hadn't really traveled that much outside of your hometown so now all of a sudden it's like the world is your oyster even though you're on a college campus but you've got so many people with different experiences you know academics tend to fall a little bit to the wayside but I imagine that you turned it around so how like what was the rest of your college experience like so yeah, after my freshman year, I survived it, and um, you know, 1.7 is better than a 1.0 or failure. Um, but what I did is I moved off campus in my sophomore year, and that helped me a little bit until I was in my senior year, where it really went sideways because I became pregnant my senior year. My baby was due in April, uh, so I said, <laughs> pretty funny when I think about it now, but I attended classes my whole pregnancy, and I got really, really big, where I could barely fit behind the desk at that time, but I, I was determined to finish school. Uh, the good part of that is I became a better, more serious student, and it was the first year that I actually had A's across the board. But it went sideways when he was born. I was imagining, okay, he's, he's due in April. I'll go to school the whole year. And then, you know, I'll pop this baby out and get right back to class and finish my <laughs> senior year. Um, however, it didn't work that way. Um, I didn't expect to have a cesarean. I didn't expect to have a 12-pound baby. Um, I ended up staying in the hospital for a week, and I also was overwhelmed as a single parent. I had no idea what I was doing, and I had a severely bad case of postpartum depression, which wasn't even really a diagnosis back then. I just mm -hmm. kind of lived with it without understanding it, so it was, it was pretty difficult. I didn't have a, a lot of energy, um, 
So I had to take all completes in my classes. I, I did not finish my senior year. I finished the following year and I graduated. And um, through all those difficult times, I, I did manage to finish. Yeah, that's so impressive. I'm, I'm just thinking the, the, the fact that, you know, you had all the, these unanticipated kind of outcomes immediately, like once your child was born, like, oh, shoot, like, I'm not going to be able to finish classes, but to have the perseverance to do that, all the while juggling this as a single parent. That's like, if somebody did not give you, you know, the Medal of Honor, in that particular like time in your life, it's almost, you know, like you needed it. Uh, yeah, but it's, I, I have people in my life and, and you know, I, I had, I do persevere. I was determined to graduate from college and I was going to finish no matter what, but I did have help along the way. Well, so you finished, you, you ultimately finished your degree later than you originally anticipated. And that mm -hmm. was like also coming out though on a high note because you were basically 4.0 straight A's prior to your child's birth. And then uh, once you got your degree, what happened next? What did you do? Yeah, I just, I just want to just add that I, I just had this memory in my head. Um, so I, I went through graduation um, and my, my baby was like, um, I think he was like nine months old. So I remember my mother um, pushing his carriage as I walked across the, it was outdoors. And um, as I crossed the stage uh, to receive my diploma, so it was pretty cool. But that was a really long time ago. And um, since then, I, you know, I graduated with a bachelor's degree in human development and family uh, studies. And I accepted my first job working with juvenile delinquents in a locked facility, which I loved. I just loved those kids, and I just, just loved that position. And um, because I worked so hard and I was so eager to, to work with these kids, I kind of worked my way up working in various residential treatment centers in New England, specifically Rhode Island and Massachusetts. I went back to school in my 40s and achieved a master's degree in the human, de human development and family studies. And then that wasn't enough, Joanna. <laughs> I, always <want> I always wanted an MBA. So oh my gosh. I, went, <laughs> no, it's crazy, right? I went back to school again and at the age of 50 completed an MBA in organizational leadership. And presently, I have a private practice working as an educational and therapeutic placement consultant working with at-risk youth and struggling teens. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's pretty. <laughs> That's so amazing. Well, and I think it's important for, you know, folks to, to hear you answer this question directly, which is, you know, looking back on your journey, where you are now, do you see yourself as successful? Absolutely. Uh, I achieved what was considered against all odds, you know, a blue collar girl from a, uh, a blue collar family, collared family, excuse me. And um, I, I don't look down on my family. Um, I was provided with a, a wonderful home and food and family members who loved me. I just wanted a different path for myself. So uh, I wanted to seek adventure and professionally work with kids. And so I, I see myself as, um, as a successful person. It's so true. I'm curious then too, if you'd be willing to share, you know, working with 
adolescents and young adults, I'm going to ask you this question based on two different perspectives. The first one is related to, you know, a, a young adult or an adolescent. If you were to give a piece of advice to a young person that's struggling right now, what piece of advice would you give? I would say don't give up. Don't lose hope. Your dreams, goals, and aspirations will come true. Um, sometimes struggles make us more resilient and more committed. Your life will get better. As I said, there is adversity in life. That's what makes you stronger. I don't mean to sound cliche-ish, but <laughs> it's true. You know, you make, you set goals and you're going to have, you know, you, you're going to trip up. You will make mistakes. I mean, to be honest with you, Joanna, I couldn't tell this story until years later. I had so much shame. I had so much shame around, you know, being pregnant and, you know, at my young age, you know, sitting in a classroom, you know, eight months pregnant. I would say, you know, explore what's holding you back and seek help. One thing I didn't really include in this, in this podcast was, you know, my college advisor. She was so awesome. Um, I would visit her in, you know, with my now baby I visit her on campus and I just wanted to give up and she pushed me to keep going. She encouraged me. Um, as I said, she let me take my baby to her office and she guided me with my incompletes because I was, I was pretty depressed for quite a while. And I don't think I would be telling this story um, if it wasn't for Karen Schroeder, Dr. Karen Schroeder. Well, that's, that is the key to, you know, like you said, right before you started talking about her was ask for help, right? You would be surprised right. with who's around you that really can provide the guidance and support that you need, but people don't know you don't need it, or they don't know that you need help unless you're actually vocal about it. Now, that's to right. kind of to flip that script to, as a parent yourself, what piece of advice would you give to a parent of an adolescent or a young adult who's struggling right now? Um, I would say be supportive. Um, I had, uh, my mom was very helpful. She's, she was another very important person in my life um, with my son. Um, I, you know, she, she helped me uh, take care of him and raise him while I went to class. So I think your parents, you know, are, are very important and for parents, don't judge, just be supportive of your child and, um, and help them get through any adversity that they may be going through. Awesome. Gail, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've appreciated your story. And I know that we're going to have at least one person listening that is strongly going to resonate with your story and your advice. And hopefully they'll reach out to you. That would be great. I'm happy to talk to anyone. Thank you, Joanna. And thank you for doing what you do. it for this week's success is subjective episode stay tuned for our next episode where you can bet it'll be another amazing human sharing their very personal story with the world you can follow me joanna on instagram at lily consulting 
and on Facebook at Lily Consulting LLC. Most importantly, though, check out the resources link on my website at lilyconsulting.com. And that's L-I-L-L-E-Y consulting.com. Or you can just search on Google for Lily Consulting. You can also download and subscribe to listen to the Success is Subjective interviews on any popular podcast app, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Make sure you check out the show notes where you'll find contact information, website details, links to articles, and all social media for our guest. Once again, thank you to parenttrainers.com for sponsoring this podcast series. And thank you, our listener, for tuning in. And remember, there is no single path through life. Success is what you make it.